The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. To another episode of Wookie Radio. It is the Smugglers 3, Ken, Derek, and myself, Mike. And this week we're being joined by one half, if I have that correct, one half of Jedi Talks, and that's Brad. How's everyone doing? I said everyone's quiet. Yeah. I don't want to talk first. It's not my show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we're here to hear you talk. I'm doing fantastic, though. A little tired, but other than that, I'm doing pretty good. I've been better. I've been worse. <laughs> I'm doing great. Uh, everything's good over here in uh, in Orlando. Everything's everything's good. Everything is uh, coming back to life a little bit. I think. Oh, you are. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. You are the third podcast, Star Wars podcast, we've had on from the Central Florida area. Nice. What are the other ones? Uh, followers of the Force and Conversa- Conversations. How do I not know either one of those shows? <laughs> I don't That's know. upsetting. I need, I need to find out who these guys are and get in contact. We, we need to do a podcast meetup. Uh, we should. At Galaxy's Edge once I am eligible to go back to Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> we won't talk about we'll that. We'll see you in 2022. <laughs> um, but no, uh, it's like I used to listen to Podcast 66, and they're from this area. And then now they are the guys who are the hosts of uh, the Forcecast. Oh, okay. Very cool. Yeah. I know that podcast. Interesting. So um, that's why I can stomach. Well, I'm honored. That's why I'm stum- I can stomach listening to the Forcecast again. <laughs> it's a crew mm-hmm. I actually don't mind. <laughs> so um, I guess quick, I guess we get into, tell us a little bit about your show. Um, so it is me and my buddy, Evan Boucher. Um, we do it, try to do it once or twice a week, kind of depends on schedules. Um, and we just kind of break down Star Wars news. We have a really big focus on the books and the comic books. We're really big Star Wars books and comic books fan, comic book fans. Um, but we just kind of break everything down and we'll answer questions, listener questions. We get a lot of canon stuff because we're just that level of dorky. Um, we re- we like, I love it when like the art of books come out and the visual dictionaries, cause we get to dive in and get like new answers and stuff. So we, we just kind of do a deep dive and, um, if something comes up that we want to talk about, we talk about it and, uh, we have fun. We're, we're pretty positive about Star Wars too. There's a lot of negativity in Star Wars fandom and we try to, that's, it's not always the case, but we try to try to be like a 
like a beacon of, of hope, if you will, because there's a lot of negativity going around in Star Wars. And if that's, you know, how you want to do it, not, not you guys specifically, but like if that's how fans are, that's probably, it's probably not the show for you um, because we, we like most things. Ah, so you and, been... and even if we don't like most things, you can find good things in the bad. So you've been listening to our show. Know that we're the same way. Beacon, good. Beacon of positivity. The funny uh, thing is, what we like. it seems like most Star Wars podcasters, if they're actually willing to get out there and talk about Star Wars, they really don't want to tear it down. Well, it doesn't make sense to. I mean, you're doing a show about Star Wars. Why would you hate everything that exists? I mean, I've said on the show right. a thousand times, like, if, if you like the ideas behind Star Wars, but you don't like anything that Star Wars has ever done, then you're probably not a Star Wars fan. I can name one, <laughs> I can name one or two that claim to be a Star Wars show, and that's all they do is rip Star Wars. Yeah, but that's really that. the minority of the community. It, yeah, it, it, it's weird. It is a fickle. Have you, have you guys ever been to Celebration? Three of them. Okay. So All three here in Orlando. Oh, yeah. Oh, sweet. So you know how it is in Celebration. It's just a, it's a love fest. Like, it's, it's the exact opposite of what the fandom is portrayed to be online. And that's why our show is that way, because we don't, we're not like that. Well, here, here, it, here's the funny thing. The one show, for sure, that I know that does tend to be negative a lot about Star Wars, especially the Disney era, because um, I think we came up with that during the Clone Wars roundtable, is there's the pre-Disney era and the, the Disney era, not Disney Star Wars. It's the Disney era, because it's still run by Lucasfilm. Mm -hmm. Um they were so happy-go-lucky with Celebration when they went to Celebration back in 2017 here in Orlando. Uh, I think they were the same way in Chicago, but they go back to their podcast, and it's negativity this, negativity that. I'm like, I don't get it. Why are we being so hypocritical? Unfortunately, negativity is what gets you clicks. You know, it just, it, it is the way of the world. I've done like, just like on my YouTube channel, um, I've just done stuff where I like, I'll say things I don't mean just to get, or like even be clickbaity negatively. Just to see if the reaction is more than when you're saying something positive, and it always is. Like if you do a restaurant review and it's like worst restaurant ever, it'll get more clicks than like, wow, the meal was really good. I really liked it. It's just how it's how people's minds work. It's unfortunate. Yeah, it's funny that way. It must be an internet thing. It must be, and I don't know why people want to be that. I just don't. I don't get. And I'm not saying I like everything. Like I'm. I'm actually not big on the Clone Wars. Um, I'm like one of the rare Star Wars fans who's really hardcore into Star Wars and isn't a huge Clone Wars fan. But there are good things I like about it. Um, Interesting. So yeah, I'm, I'm well, a weirdo when it comes to that. I, I think. I think a lot of it is. Because a lot of the, a lot of that vocal minority know that they can hide behind the fake name or hide behind their computer, it, even if they are using a real name, and they don't have to face anyone that they they bash online. Oh, for sure. I mean, those people and, that like made Kelly Marie Tran like get off Twitter. I mean, the same fans. I would assume yeah. the fans are the same ones that gave me a standing ovation at Star Wars Celebration. So I mean, sure. and chances are they strange. were. And chances are they were. Yeah. For sure. Same people. It's so, so weird. Um, but before we go any further. It is time for some. And here I thought we were going to avoid it. <laughs> it is time for some smuggler's feud. And Brad, you're probably wondering, what did I get myself into? Smuggler's feud. I can't wait. I'm all for this. <laughs> Smuggler's Feud is, um, we take questions from the Star Wars Family Feud game, but we play it a little different. We go back and forth. Uh, first one to, depending on the round, first one to three strikes. Um, if we get to three strikes, obviously we're going to lose. 
because our guests always go first. Um, but if our guests get three strikes before we do, whoever hit closest to the number one answer is the winner in that case of a tie. Or if we clear the board, uh, whoever guessed number one or the closest uh, is declared winner. So I have three cards. Brad, pick one, two, or three. I'm going to go with two. Is that from the left or from the right? <laughs> <laughs> the one in the middle. Is there one in the middle? Oh, there is. Um, I'll take the middle one. <laughs> that would be number two. Yay. It's a trap. Common core math. Yay. <laughs> um, thank God Florida's getting rid of common core math. Um, question is... There are seven answers on the board. What would be a good way to escape capture by stormtroopers? What would be a good to way escape what by stormtrooper? Ex- escape to escape capture by stormtroopers. How many answers? Um, seven. Let's see. I'm gonna go with fly off in a ship. Uh, can't shoot you down. God dang it. Wookie Radio. You can use your you can use your Star Wars fandom mindset, but you can't as well. Um, mind trick. Oh, Number oh, three. Hey, back to Jedi talk. Um, use the Force. Number six. Yes. Funny thing is, in any actual world, that those would be the same answer. I know. As soon as as soon as I said that, I thought the exact same thing. <laughs> I was like, "Damn, I'm getting told no again." Cause no, no, no. Thing. We've had times where Darth Vader and Anakin Skywalker are two separate answers. Really? Yeah. Same question. Yeah. Oh, we we oh, was it? We've we've had spaceship, spacecraft, and something else as a, another name for a ship. All in the same question as well. Wow. It, it just if they get enough responses to give that answer, they they put it down. <laughs> yeah. So what do you got, Derek? Oh boy. Uh, uh, jump down the trash chute. Number four. God. Nice. Number four is hide in trash compactor. Because mm-hmm. I'm marking strikes with my light Darth Vader lightsaber pen. Sick. <laughs> I, I found out I have a small collection of Star Wars pens, and I want more. That's awesome. Two of the sets I got from Disney. I want lightsaber chopsticks. Yeah, from Koto Bayuka. Yeah, those are great. I've seen those. Those things are cool. I just don't know which ones I want. I don't know which ones. Got to go Luke's green or the classic OG lightsaber. I'm Ray's lightsaber. That's still Anakin. (laughs) Still (laughs) Luke's. The Luke Anakin Ray. So it's back to who? Oh, Brad. Back to me? Okay. I'm going to say, tell tell them these are not the droids you're looking for. Hold on. Can you hear me? Yes. Um, Mike is lost for some reason. Oh, I can't see for some reason. <laughs> I thought my I thought my AirPods died. <laughs> oh, I thought I had that drop, but I don't. Second strike. Because I think that may uh, they would probably fit in the same as the Jedi mind trick. How about hiding oh, the closet, keep the door? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Number seven. It worked for the droids. Hide. Hide. Okay. At number seven. So we have we have hide. Troopers. We have hide. Use the force. Hide in trash compactor. And Jedi mind trick. So three, four, six, and seven. So we got one, two, and five left. One, two, five left. Yes. Back to Brad. Thank him here. Um I'm trying to think of like in the movies how they got away from stormtroopers. Um, this, this is a great little icebreaker, and we play it with every podcast that comes on. 
God, I'm trying to think. Of, I'm trying to think of one. I can't. I, I can't think of another one. Don't overthink. All my answers are garbage anyway. That one's already um, been taken. Run away. <laughs> Number one <laughs> answer. What was that? Run. Number one. Run. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Uh, hmm. Uh, boy, now it's getting really tough. Uh, Number two and five are left. Uh, two and five. Uh, how about uh, swing across a chasm? A good one. Yeah, chasm. Sure. Welcome for good luck. Dang. Ah. First strike for Wookie Radio. Two answers left. Niceness in editing. This goes by a lot quicker. <laughs> <laughs> is it back to me now? It is. Jedi yep. Temple. Um, good luck. So God. Um, I don't know. Shoot him in the face. <laughs> I will accept that. Number five, fight. Fight, okay. They probably should have said that a little nicer. Well, I was <laughs> My next one was going to be blast them. <laughs> so one answer left. And it's number two. Number two. If y'all, I don't know, maybe like, huh? If y'all get this, be the second time we swept the card. <laughs> maybe something like pretend oh, to be a stormtrooper, yeah. impersonate a stormtrooper. God, hey, disguise. So nice. that that clears the board. Thanks, Steve Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> so today's winner is 2021 oh, wait sorry read the card wrong it is still 2020 <laughs> hey at least uh, i don't think any of our answers would have gotten us the look <laughs> <laughs> this is true so um you guys you, you were saying you guys are are into the comics and the books uh what currently is one of y'all's favorite comics Favorite comics? Um, the it's a little older, but the the first Darth Vader comic that they did was absolutely <laughs> it was borderline perfect. It was so good. Um, that's a really yeah. Good, was. I'm a big fan of the Galaxy's Edge comics too. That's a little more recent. Um, oh, yeah. and of course, the rise of Kylo Ren. Those were fantastic too. Good choices. Good choices. Yeah, we have good. we have Charles Soule coming on Mighty Marvel Geeks uh, this week. Which is my Marvel That's show. That's awesome. I do. We you do. Know you should get on. You should get on Kevin Shinnick because he's doing the new Amazing Spider-Man comics, and he wrote uh. the book Force Collector, which is a masterpiece. And we had him on our show not too long ago, and he was amazing. Uh, um, he's have a to send super me his smart contact. guy. I definitely will. Remind me after this. I'll send it to yeah. you. He's he's amazing. He um he knows more about Star Wars than I realized he knew. And like his justifications for why he put certain things in the books are the in the book that he wrote. Uh, was really thoughtful and it made me like the book even more, even though I liked it a lot before I even talked to him about it. I mean, it was just like, oh, that's why you chose that. It was perfect. Have any of you guys read Force Collector? Not yet. Mm. Uh, wait, it's one of the... I might have what, read it. I don't know. The one with the kid who can touch Force objects and he becomes... Uh, he can, like, see the objects past. I don't know. It's on my list. It's so good, man. I'm telling you, that should be your first one. That one in Resistance Reborn, if you haven't read that one, that's a really, really solid book. Yeah, I read Resistance Reborn. I really liked it. It was one of my favorite Star Wars books in a while. It felt felt like a movie. It felt like reading a movie script. Uh, One of the last ones I've read uh, outside of the comics has been uh, actually listening to the Dooku book. 
Uh, and that one I haven't listened to yet. It's and on actually, my list because it was audible only for a while. And, and that one I just listened to for second time just recently. And I have uh, the Traveler's Guide to Batu coming soon. Nice. So uh, <laughs> looking forward to reading that. Um, I just got the Rebel Files as well from Daniel Wallace. That's the, is that the uh, Rogue One prequel? No, that's the uh, it's in line with the Smuggler's Guide and the Bounty Hunters. Gotcha. Okay. Books. Okay. Uh, Jedi, Jedi Path. Sith. Imperial Handbook, the Book of Sith. Those are fun. I love those books. Yeah. Uh, the first ones we got as a as a collective was The Smuggler's Guide, um, which had just come out as its non-vault edition. Um, and we got it right before we got Daniel on for, for that. Nice. And uh, so, yeah. Um, so, uh, I got to ask, you're local to Disney, to the Disney area. Yes. First time you went to Galaxy's Edge. So the first time I went to Galaxy's Edge was actually Disneyland's opening day at Galaxy's Edge. And Disneyland, I'm sorry, Disneyland's opening day at Galaxy's Edge. I was so gung-ho and ready to go that I flew out there opening day for there. And I, my girlfriend wasn't able to come with me. She had to work. And I, we had this like thing. She was like, I want to see you see Galaxy's Edge for the first time. And so instead of like filming it for the video that I was filming on YouTube, I just FaceTimed her. And when I walked in the first time, the first thing I saw when I turned the corner was the i think it's the i think at disneyland you see the x-wing first um and i just and i just burst into tears because it was just like since i was a kid man i mean i remember start like i remember star star wars the way people remember disney where it's just kind of always been there um i had star wars toys before i saw the movies and uh it was just one of those things that i just always gravitated to and to be able to walk around a physical space that made you feel like you were in star wars wasn't just an incredible incredible experience and i I will never forget the first time i walked into galaxy's edge it blew my mind that kind of reminds me of um when i was telling you guys what was it last year two years ago that um, Cincinnati at the Museum of Cincinnati had the uh, costume exhibit, the Star Wars costumes exhibit. Oh, yeah. And uh, coming around the corner, you said the X-Wing and brought tears. I did not expect it. I walked around the corner. They had Obi-Wan Kenobi's original 19th, um, A New Hope costume on a mannequin. Whoa. Really? I, and yeah, I have no idea where it came from, but I, I started crying. I was like, no, wait a minute. <laughs> this, this is the same exhibit. So like, this was the same exhibit that was in Tampa uh, a couple years ago around the holidays. Yeah, there you go. But that's I didn't get a chance to go either. God. So Obi Wan at at, at, uh, at my local one of my local museums, they had an exhibit. Jeez, uh, I guess like ten, twenty years ago now. But it was all it was all everything models and costumes and all kinds of stuff from Star Wars. And it just they had that they had the the actual Millennium Falcon and and uh, it was just it was amazing just walking through there. Now we we have some of that at um, at the launch bay at Studios. We have mm-hmm. some of the actual props from from Lucas Archives. Um, I know for me when I went to the cast previews, seeing the A wing, seeing the uh, the X wing because that's the only entrance that was available at the time. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, those were impressive, but going up the stairs right there by Savi's and Doc Ondar's and hitting that upper, and, and as you come over the top and you start peeking over the top and you see the Falcon, that's when my little wife started leaving me behind and I just kept mumbling, it's real. <laughs> it's real. Because <laughs> yep, the Falcon said right exactly there. exactly what I said. I kept going, I can't believe it's real. You can touch it. I mean, you can't actually touch it, but it's right there. You can actually see it. Like it, it's... 
it, it has the same effect. I don't know if any of you guys have been to Galaxy's Edge yet or have been to Pandora at Animal Kingdom. But there's this weird. I'm not a I'm not an Avatar fan. I just I think the land's just really cool. But there's there's a weird <laughs> feeling you get when the mountains are over your head. Like you can feel the weight of them. And the same thing can kind of happens at the Millennium Falcon. Like when you walk underneath it, you're like, holy crap! I can feel that this is like the real deal. It's right. weird, man. It's it's a trip. I don't get the same sensation going into Pandora as I do with Galaxy's Edge. And I, and no, I, I don't either. And I, and I don't get it with um, Wizarding World either. Nope. I mean, Wizarding World. Yes, I feel like I'm on the I'm on the set. And it's cool. That's a really good way to put it. Pandora. I feel like I'm on the set, and, and I feel a little bit more immersive. But it doesn't seem like they take it all the way. You go to Galaxy's Edge. Just from the show alone of how the cast members talk, how they interact, the way they're dressed, the way they treat you, you feel like you don't feel like you're in the movie. You feel like you are off world in there. Yeah. It's the first time I've ever like I remember going back to the opening day at Disneyland. I was walking out of Galaxy's Edge and I remember being on the phone with my girlfriend and and I was like, I'll call you when I get back to Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> it felt it felt that separated, man. It doesn't feel like you're there. Like I feel like it feels even stranger at Disneyland because you're in like a Magic Kingdom style park and you're back there, and it's just completely like there are some places in Galaxy's Edge of Hollywood Studios where you can see like the Great Movie Ride. Or, I'm sorry, Mickey and Minnie's Runway Railway Building there. You can see Toy Story Land at Disneyland. You can't see anything. It just it is completely shut off. There's no. There's no castle that sticks out from the from the tree line. There's no there's no fireworks going off in the daytime to like see, you know ruin I, the illusion. It's completely immersive. See, I I didn't notice that at ours here. I mean, I know it's right next to Toy Story Land. I don't I don't remember seeing any of the buildings. I thought I thought the main entrance was was built up enough that as you get further back it still hides a lot of it um but i know there's one spot in front of rise of the resistance if you look over you can see that like i don't know what it is it's like it's like a weird like upside down l shape it looks like a crane almost you can see the backside of that building there it's not like it ruins it ruins anything i'm not like a sightlines guy that like ruins everything but it just does feel a little different at Disneyland. And I think our Galaxy's Edge is better. I um, I have noticed because I know, you know, they run the the or they did run the um that show at, at center stage in front of the Chinese theater, which is a pyro heavy show. And it, it, even with Indiana Jones and you don't hear it back there. Yeah, it's weird. It's and weird. You you are completely cut off from the rest of the park. And it's amazing how it's, it's done. It's weird, dude. I I love it so much. I when when it was open, man, I would go almost every day and uh, just at least do a walk at least do a walk through rub it in because i i used to work for disney too and i bought a i bought an annual pass because i knew we were getting blocked out and um i just did like the monthly payment plan thing when i was a cast member and saved it until galaxy's edge opened and activated it then and i just was like i'm not being told i can't go to galaxy's edge like i was so paranoid about it i bought a platinum plus pass <laughs> oh, wow because <laughs> i was like i was like they they might block people out like i didn't know how they were gonna they didn't really tell anybody how they were going to handle it. So I just went full on psycho and bought like the the most expensive pass because I'm like, I'm not being told I can't come to Galaxy's Edge. 
So being one, one of the few that we have talked to who have been to both, uh, what is it you like about California uh, versus Orlando and vice versa? Uh, now, I know the, the last group we've we talked to who've been to both, uh, they're based out of California. So obviously they're a little more biased towards Disneyland. Um, and I heard you say you, you liked ours a little bit better here, um, Batu East, uh, if you want to call it that. Um, I, I like ours better because it just feels more sprawled out. Like Disneyland has like these... Disneyland does have the three entrances though, which is really really cool. Um, you know where the um, the Thai echelon is over yes. on that side of the land. Okay, so that little area right there, right next to the right of it, that's like a looks like a gate. That's one. That's the third entrance over at Disneyland. Which, um, I'm sure you guys know that, but at at, at um at Disneyland, which our uh, our second gate is the one over there by um. By the droid shop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a third one at Disneyland that leads like into into their fantasy land. And it's just to the right of the Thai echelon. It's this weird um, like cut out. Like, next time you're there, you'll be able to see it. it. It looks like an entryway, but it's just got like a like a gate door blocking it. There so that is, one Disneyland's there. So that's one thing I like about Disneyland's. There is um, one. There thing. is one here, too, because ours is the exact same footprint. But I think that gate's going to be the gate that ties into uh, the Star Wars Resort. I think you're right, but this one is at Disneyland is open now. Like you can you can walk through it as one of the three entrances. Uh, but I, yeah, I think that's I think it was something they designed for that 100. percent um, I think ours is just a little bit better at like when I walked into Disneyland, it kind of hits you all at once. Where it kind of hits you a little slower here. Like when you walk through over by um, Muppet Vision, you kind of walk in and you see one ship. You see the A wing on the right, and then you see the X wing on the left hand side. It kind of builds you up a little slower. The one at Disneyland, the X wing and the A wing are right next to each other, so it's just kind of like one after the other. And the and the walkways are a lot smaller because Disneyland's just a little smaller in general. Right. Um, but I haven't done their rise. I was I'm such an idiot. I was I was literally gonna go do their Rise of the Resistance on their opening day because I wanted to do it all because I had done Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland opening day, our Galaxy's Edge opening day, Rise of the Resistance here opening day. And I know the rides are the same, but I wanted to go to Disneyland and just do it so I could have knocked everything opening day out. But I decided not to because it just was stupid to do it financially. Just to make me sense to go ride a ride that we have here <laughs> that I'd already done like 12 times. <laughs> well, I know cash preview wise, California is labeled more green or more red. They had more red with their merch. So like the cash preview t-shirts, cash preview tumblers, hats and all that were red where ours was blue. Weird. So that's how they differentiated the two. And it made me wonder, and I guess post this thought out to you guys. Um, I would love to see California stay with the current time timeline of taking place during the time period between um, Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker and keep all that. I would love to see ours go back and take take place during the time period um, around the original trilogy to maybe up to the time of the Mandalorian. Go a little bit more old school and change it over from First Order to uh, to Empire. Thoughts? It'd be cool. I think it would be cool. It, it would like, would you want the land to change? Cause there's some stories in the, uh, Thrawn novel about Vader going to Batu. Um, him and him and did I say Tarkin? I meant Thrawn. Did I say Tarkin? No, he no, said Thrawn. He said Thrawn. Okay, so, sorry. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the Thrawn novel, the Thrawn, I think it was called Alliance. Thrawn Alliance, they both go to Batu and this story takes place in two different time periods. So it's a little confusing. Um, yeah. He goes there once as Anakin, once as Vader. 
Um, and there's like references to that in the cantina, which is kind of cool. They, they threw that little detail in there. Um, there's like some blaster fire from, I forget who it was, from some character in the book and in the cantina, and that carries over into the land. I, I think it would be a smart move because I think one thing that Disney does really, really well is making the resorts different enough to make you want to go to them. Like if Disneyland was the same as Magic Kingdom, I would have never gone. But they are different enough to warrant a trip out there. And if they had done that with Galaxy's Edge, I think it would have made them twice as much money because you have all these Star Wars fans who are completist. And you're going to want to go see both versions of this new immersive land. I mean, I would have done it for sure. Like if they if they made them different enough, that'd have been awesome. Like even if they kept the rides exactly the same and just themed like Kylo Ren here and just themed him to Vader out there, I think that would have been a cool thing because right. it could have even been the same story. Pretty much. I mean, because isn't it talked about that where you're at used to be an old rebel base that's now being used for a resistance base? Um, isn't that part of the storyline? Not quite. Not quite. Did you guys read the Black Star- Black Spire book? Not yet. Yeah, it's if I remember, I've read that like immediately when it came out. I literally listened to it on double speed on Audible, and so I. I don't remember all the details super clearly because I'm so excited about it. But if I remember right, it's just like an abandoned place. I don't don't think there was any rebel stuff there. They just kind of found this old planet and put up shop there. But they could have made it like it could have been a great situation where like the the rebellion was there and now the resistance is taking over. They could have easily written that into the story. I mean, if we see something like that used in Rise of Skywalker. Why couldn't we do something like that with Rise of Resistance just to separate the, you know, change it up just enough. Hey, this is a rebellion base. It wouldn't be that hard to transition just a few lines for California to make it, hey, this was once a rebel base that's been now being repurposed for the resistance. Yeah. And add into that history that now Batu has served a purpose throughout the history of the galaxies by having ties to the Empire, ties to the Resistance, ties to the Rebellion, ties to um, to the First Order. What might slow them down, though, would be um, in the marketing side of it, looking at it, that the new Rise of the Resistance ride technically doesn't make sense if you're in the Rebellion era. <laughs> That's why it'd be Rise of the Rebellion. You'd have to re-ride, retool the ride. Not that hard to do. I'm, I'm just yeah. saying, though. Well, no, because all your um, Star Destroyer interiors have to change. All the, all the troopers on both sides have to change. It's just a helmet swap. True. Well, no, it'd be a full uh, uniform swap. Yeah. But, uh, they, they probably got a lot. There's a lot more. Now, the technical part of the ride, what the ride actually does, doesn't have to change. But the entire story and the, all of the um, video and everything you see inside has to change. Because a, uh, um, a First Order Star Destroyer and an Imperial Star Destroyer is not the same thing. The architecture might be the same, but nothing else is. Mm-hmm. I think you'd do it. I say. It would uh, yeah, for me. Doable. It would it would have it would have made sense to make them two separate things, but I get why they didn't. Yeah, yeah, but that would that would make more sense. Now I can see them doing that possibly when it comes time to um, upgrade the ride. But yeah. it starts since they did the rebuild of it, they've retooled it a couple times since then, haven't they? Just adding little things here and there. When uh, they do like promotional stuff. They do like yeah. they'll add in scenes from Last Jedi and that kind of stuff. I don't think they're gonna do anything major anytime soon. Yeah, though. I mean, but the, I'm just saying they, when it comes did, time. To then you could do the changeover. They did. They did bring it down to redo it and turn it into a 3D attraction uh, with Star Tours sure. 2.0. And, and with that, they um, they added some of the, the prequel stuff into it as well. Because the original ride, which you can find copies, or you can find the actual ride video. On YouTube, um, and I think it's I think it's Disneyland, but it's the same it's the same video. Um, it it shows 
Yeah, it was, you're heading to Endor, Rex screws up, and you end up in the middle of, as, as you're, you, you take off, you end up in a wormhole, then you, right. then you end up at the battles of the Death Star, which I don't remember if it's one or two. I, I want to say it's one because the Death Star looked more complete. You go through the trench run, you leave and go back to Star Tour, the Star Tours hangar, where you almost crash into a George look George Lucas lookalike, <laughs> and it's not George Lucas. Um, the with the second one, that's when they changed it up to say, okay, originally it was you have fifty two different combinations, and there was an app that came out where you could document. What was your first act? What was your transition? Or no, what was your what was your pre-show that kept you from almost leaving the hangar? What was your first act? What was your transition? What was your second act? That was so, an app. That's awesome. There was an app for that. It doesn't. It, they stopped updating it because <laughs> I uh, I think they stopped updating it when Force Awakens games out came out. That's awesome. But it, it, you were able to keep track. It's like okay, I, I haven't done this planet yet. I haven't done this planet yet. Um, and then with each one in the movies, they added more. Then when they announced Batu, they added a Batu sequence in there. So you know, they got to be got to the point it was so random. You ended up doing a original trilogy for your first act, and say a prequel for the second act. But well, once they started adding in the other stuff from the sequel trilogy, you either get all prequel, all original, or all sequel. They w- they won't intermix, which is good because you don't want to be like the Battle of Naboo and then. On Hoth, <laughs> yeah, uh, Hoth. It still doesn't still doesn't make any sense because C three PO is piloting it during the Battle of Crate. Whatever, we, you can't get into these kind of yeah. a theme park ride. You can't you can't get into like canon debates with or like conundrums <laughs> when it comes to that ride because it's just it's just one of those things. You're not. It's not meant to do that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, one discuss you you guys talked about. Uh, we have not yet because it just happened before we have recorded. Um, the new news, well, I won't say news because nothing's confirmed. New speculation about new casting in The Mandalorian with uh, now we have a different person who's going to be playing Boba Fett. Yes. So since you've already discussed it on your show, why don't you? Boba Fett talk, man. I, I don't know. How do, how do you guys feel about it? Personally, we haven't heard anything official from Lucasfilm or any of the actors from their representation. So I'm going to take it with a grain of salt. Uh, but with this latest, though, I mean, it came, the, the main source everyone's been been using is Heroic Hollywood, which I put, I put them right there with, we got this covered. And it, they're not a reliable source. Uh, the guy who, who runs Heroic Hollywood, I don't know if he still does or not, used to be, uh, well, was El Mayimbe. You've ever heard that? No. Well, whether or not. The rumors turn out to be true. Uh, my there, my thoughts are one. I I don't need to see Boba Fett in in the Mandalorian. I'm a, I don't want to. I don't. I don't need him in the in the Mandalorian. And number two, there was an um, one thing I had seen mentioned somewhere or heard mentioned somewhere, which is actually a cool idea. And that is that it's not, it's not Boba Fett, but it would be um, f- uh, remember the uh, the aftermath series. Yes. yes, we talked about this on our show too the other day. Yeah, if it was if it was uh, the uh, the guy there that found that that got the armor, that would be kind of interesting. See, I can accept that. 
that could yeah, lead to some interesting things. Yeah, because because he's not a Mandalorian. I mean, I know technically Boba Fett wasn't either, but he's just a guy who bought some armor. So if he comes across the Mandalorian, that could be interesting. Yeah, his name is Cobb Vanth is the guy who found, yes, found, found the right. armor. Yeah. yeah, that would that would be the way to do it if you're going to do it because it could be a really cool reveal to the audience that it's not actually Boba Fett, right? While still having that like that iconic look of Boba Fett. You know what I mean? I think right. that's the way. To yeah, do it. and then he could be like more of a more of a uh, I don't want to say bumbling, but like not as not as efficient and and skilled as Boba Fett or the Mandalorian would be. What if we take it one step further? What if we take one step further so the guy who found his armor claims he's Boba Fett and then you have the actor who played um, Jango Fett I'm blanking on his Tamora mm. Morrison yep. mm-hmm. is that his name? Yep. Okay Tamora Morrison have him actually play Boba Fett looking for the guy who's claiming he's Boba Fett Mm, that yeah, because he he is slated to be in the series as well. Yeah, who knows? Like, he could he could be playing somebody else. Could be playing Captain Rex. Could be doing a bunch of things. Who knows? That's the rumor. I still I still I, would love to see Daniel Logan do it though. I don't want this show to become. This is what I said on the show, my our show, a few times. I no. said I don't want this to become the tie-in show where right. they take exactly. this really cool they take this really cool concept of the Mandalorian and then they're just like, well, we'll just use this to fill in the gaps everywhere that makes sense. Uh, mm. You know, we've heard rumors that like Ahsoka's been cast, Rosario Dawson's playing Ahsoka. Like, it's just it's starting to get to the point where it's just like, yeah, is, it, is this a live-action version of the Clone Wars now that we're getting, or is this the Mandalorian season? Right. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping the Ahsoka thing's not true either, or if it is, is it's just for a brief, brief... Yeah, one episode and done. Yeah, yeah. if that, yeah. No, I think looking at this though, I think the um, the actors they've told they've announced are confirmed, but none of the characters. Mm. Like we know, Rosario Dawson is going to be on the show. We know Tamora Morrison is going to be on the show. All these other people will be on the show somewhere, but they've never. There's no official announcement for any of these characters. I think the character speculation is people speculating. Okay, well, th- who would this person be able to be? And like Morrison, yeah. you know he's play um, Django or a clone of some sort because that's who he has been through this whole thing. Now it would that All would right. open up yes the possibility of Rex or Boba Fett either way. Personally, I think I'd rather see Rex if they're going to do Ahsoka. I'd rather see Rex there because yep. yeah. I've since for a long time Boba Fett. If you actually look at in canon of Star Wars. He's not that special. He was just well, having to be. I, I had this exact thing on my podcast the other day because because Evan's yes. girlfriend is like obsessed with him, and I'm like, he's he's got four lines. Yeah, what did he do? He yeah, caught, he, nothing. He's, he, he really doesn't do anything cool. He's way more important. He's Captain Phasma. He's way more important in the comics yeah. than he is in the films. Uh, the, the, it's, the whole thing in the comics, right. him telling Vader that that Luke Skywalker's his son is his most important thing he's done, and that was in the Vader line. So in the, in the movies he's just a cool looking bounty hunter and yeah. it's, it's always been weird to me that everyone loves him so much when he's not that like I know I the word important but he's not that and important of a character until you get to um especially well, the Jedi, he doesn't have a name yeah right especially now that we've seen more Mandalorians <laughs> like he was cool when he was the only Mandalorian we knew of but now that we've seen more Mandalorians he's kind of lame yeah, right. Uh, he he. I mean, 
if he was such a great Mandalorian, how could he be so easily defeated by a pike axe? By a guy turning around too quickly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I remember seeing someone on, on Twitter asking or saying Ahsoka's better than, than Boba Fett. I replied back, Sarlacc better than Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Blind Han Solo, better than Boba Fett. So, someone, someone said, well, some, someone said that, and then they went one further. NFL referee, better than Boba Fett. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Now we're hitting a little no, close to home. I, I, I laughed. How dare you? It's great. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, this show is, it's, it's, it's weird, man. We, we do a, uh, we're doing a thing where we rewatch them and do commentary for like them at chunks at a time. We've done episodes one through four. Then we're going to do episodes five through five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. Five, six, seven, and eight. Um, and it's when we were watching it the first time, we loved it. And I loved every episode even more than the last one. There were a few that I didn't really like. Episode four, I feel like brought the show to a screeching halt. Um, the Tatooine episode was weird too. For me, I felt it was a little like the same fear mm-hmm. I had going into the show where it was like all these references just bashing you over the head. Like mm, at, yeah. at Star Wars, Cele- at Star Wars Celebration, they showed, a, they showed us exclusive footage while we were in the arena. And it was this weird footage, and it's not how the show played out at all. It was like a mixture of the first and third episodes. And it was like showing him walking through what looked like Tatooines. Everyone's like going ooh and ah in the crowd. And then it shows like the spot, the, the shot of the Kevorkian monkey lizard that's getting roasted over the spick. And then it shows oh, yeah. then it shows him uh, seeing the, the Jabba's palace eye. Then you see a gonk droid. Then you see stormtroopers. And then, like, it finally gets you to the scene. Like, it was just so many references just bashing you over the head. And that's how that, that fifth episode felt to me. It was like, okay, we get it. You're on Tatooine. I get it. That's the cantina. That's the same booth Han was in. Like, I get it. Uh, and when we watched it the first time, I loved it. And then we're going back and rewatching these. And it, it's the show kind of boring. When you go, when you go back and watch it uh, with the anticipation of like what's going to happen next is gone. The show's kind of boring. I still like the show, but going back and doing a, a rewatch of it all, it could be two days just we're watching it for three hours at a time. It could be that. But it's it's a little slow. And I think they had such a good momentum going with the first season of The Mandalorian. I love the first. Don't get me wrong. I love the first season of The Mandalorian. I don't want to see them derail this show and make it something completely different than what it was. If yeah. you're going to do that, then just make a different show. Hopefully. we're all invested. We're all invested in, in, in this in this character. And now we know more of them from the last episode. Like we're all we're all in. So don't like take it in this weird way. It's 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 what it's what companies always do. It, it's like oh you like this? Well, we're going to cram more of it down your throat so you'll like it even more. And then it just kind of end up ruining it. And I'm I'm worried mm-hmm. that that could happen with this, and I don't want it to because it's such I, a, it's such a cool idea. I'm hoping with Favreau and Filoni at the helm of this that they are going to kind of treat it like. Um, like Clone Wars, and and they're still gonna nurture it slowly. Me too. I'm hoping so. I'm, um, I'm really, see, really hoping so. And even even the same thing with Rebels. I mean, Rebels was was a, a slow build that was nicely paced. Yeah, whereas I like Rebels right. much more than Clone Wars. Whereas Resistance was okay. Let's we're only gonna do this in two seasons. Let's cram as much down as we can. But it was. Resistance was weird. I liked, like, it just was like one of those shows where it's like, oh, that's really meaningful. And then it, they're like, oh, just kidding. <laughs> like, yeah. you guys watch all of, like, they killed off his parents, you thought, when, when, uh, oh, what's the planet? Why can't I think of the planet's name? Um, the the, the, the Star Killer Base destroys. It was the capital planet. Hosnian, 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 Hosn
um, when yeah. Halsey and Prime was up, and it, like you, you found out that his parents were on Halsey and Prime still, and then an episode later, they're still alive. It's like, well, I don't. That was when I checked out. I was like, oh, you're not going to go for it. So, like, what's the point of this? They're just racing in space then. Yeah, I, I tapped out like six episodes into the second season. I was like, I can't. I liked the first season okay, and with I thought they were going to do more with the stormtrooper that converted from being a part of his team to I forget her name, like uh, oh Tam, man, Tam, yeah. yeah, Tam. When she came, I was like, oh, that's cool. Like she she is a part of the first order. Now, like, how's this going to pan out? And I I, I want to find out eventually, but I'm just not like freaking out about it. Yeah, they could have done a lot more with that, I think. Yeah. Really? Did it did it peter out? Did they, it was rushed. The whole thing was rushed. They did some good yeah. stuff with it. Yeah, it was rushed, yeah. Oh, it's so disappointing. I want to see The Mandalorian tackle Mandalorian Season 2, I think, for everybody's, like, I use this word a little liberally, sanity. Like, I think we need to know how the First Order came about. Because there's not a lot of information on that. Like, how did, yeah. this, how did the Empire fall? Because this, this is during that time period. How did the Empire fall? And the First Order come from the ashes of the First Order, which is what was said in The Force Awakens. Like, show us that. You have the perfect time period to show us that. It's not connected to any main characters. Show us what happens there. doesn't have right. to be a lot, but I, I want some explanation on that. Because that was always something that I just found very, very convenient. Right. But I don't think it happens so soon after the fall of the Empire. Well, this takes place 25, after, yeah. 25 years after after episode six. So we're talking five years before The Force Awakens. So that no. Oh, no, no. no. five years after Return of the Jedi. Yeah, it's with five years of Return of the Jedi. Did I get it wrong? Is it five? Is it? I thought yeah. it was. I thought yeah. it was. I thought it was after that. Yeah, no, no, it's five years. Five years after the it's Battle either three of Endor. to five after Endor. Yeah. Oh, you're right. My bad. I've been saying it wrong this whole time. <laughs> it's all right. Well, that's that's funny because yeah, it's we'll I call it quarantine. There you go. Um, yeah. I mean, Bullet. it would it would still have to be some something would have had to have happened. I mean, yeah. Snoke has to take over in, in some capacity. I mean, Ben Solo's not born yet. Yes, he is. Ben Solo's born, so I, there has to be some sort of ex, yeah. That's he's an infant. I don't think Snoke was yeah. seen until within maybe ten years or less of the Force Awakens. You think it's that soon? I think so. Because you got to think, wow. Ben has time to grow up, go to the Jedi Temple, and uh, be almost fully trained by the time um, he turns. Right. Now, getting back to uh, Timothy Oliphant, his character, um, new story that I found from the Collider states, per the report, Oliphant will be playing the character Cobb Vanth. There you go. Right. That's what I read, too. But, but the uh, question is, why would we have... Still hasn't... Go ahead, Derek. I was going to say, it still isn't official yet. Correct. But they're, they're questioning, though, why would why would Vanth have the armor when Morrison has already been cast as Boba Fett? Who said he's Boba Fett is the thing. Different websites. Not Lucasfilm. Yeah, no, no, no. Not his management or his agents. Yeah. That wouldn't be right. something they would just let slip. That would be some of those things that, like, you would have to. I mean, you would assume they would really, really try to keep oh, keeping cover. Yeah, I mean, we didn't see any images of Baby Yoda or the child at all until the show. Came right. Out. Like, I feel like they they have better control over. Yeah, that's yeah, where I was. Yeah. What get what it's, leaks? The Boba right. Fett get leaked, and that just seems weird to me that yeah. that would get out. Any of this leak stuff that we've just that we've heard that um, actors' names that are out there or something, those are all official releases through unofficial sources. It's the uh, that may just be the uh, pro wrestler conspiracy theorist in me, 
but there are no such thing as an actual leak. If there if there was, we would have known about the child way before the show started. Yep. I don't know. I've had some days where I've had actual leaks. Oh, sorry. Different oh. subject. <laughs> they make products to help with that now. <laughs> but... I guess you could say it depends on where it's coming from. Yeah. See, I still, I kind of like it. I still like the idea that um, Morrison's going to possibly play um, Rex with Ahsoka, and it um, goes into you guys heard the, the, out of nowhere. We came up, I came up with this tinfoil hat theory on how all of this ties into the end of Rise of Skywalker. See, I don't want to see him play Rex if we supposedly have Rex in the Battle of Endor, and he's not going to carry that look over. <laughs> Why? Why not he Wolf? Treadmill. He could. He could have put hit the treadmill. He could have. But I, I was under the impression that like that clones like aged faster. Did I make that up? Don't they age faster and like no, they, they do. don't have like okay? So like, why would he still be around? Well, do they age to a certain point and then go back to normal aging? So yeah, that's what. Okay, because I would we assume right. aging just means like when you're thirty, you're eighty. Yeah. Well, other options could he be Gregor? Could he be Wolf? Or the other two we see in uh, in Rebels. Listen, I mean, it's up for. I mean, it could be anything, right? Possibly. I mean, kind of depends. It yeah. kind of depends on on how they want to do it. And we and we know how Filoni is with the Wolf Pack and and his Wolf clones. It would make more sense to Very have true. Wolf in there than Rex. Yeah, I was just tying it in because they've made such a big deal about Rex and Ahsoka having the close relationship between mm-hmm. Rebels and the end of Clone Wars. That it would just make sense that if you get one of them, that the other one would still be around. I would what? not be surprised if they retconned that Ahsoka was involved in the Battle of Endor somehow. We just didn't see her on screen. Well, they're, they're saying the Ghost crew was involved in the Battle of Endor as well. And, that, and that's and that been done in uh, uh, was it Forces of Destiny and the um, Galaxy of Adventures. Yeah, because they had yeah. Harold indoor. True. So, so that's quite possible. Yeah. The only thing I can think of though is like happen. if Soka was at this active in the um, helping the rebellion at that point, why would Luke Skywalker have not known her? You know what I mean? Why would she not have helped Luke, who's trying to learn how to be a Jedi? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Where was she during? You know. Well, if Maz Kanata can have known Han Solo forever and we never saw Maz, they, they could yeah. figure out Ahsoka. They, well, didn't put, they, didn't put, they didn't put Maz in the friggin' Solo movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got to think but, of is this but, thing? Go ahead, Derek. Well, I was going to say, but the difference is that Ahsoka, well, well, yeah, then again, if she's not interested Jedi. in the Jedi anymore. Yeah, yeah, I guess she that could, would make sense. She then. could still have been a part of the Rebellion. Doesn't mean she's right, a Jedi. Right, right. And she was uh-huh. a part of the Rebellion. She because why wouldn't we right. have seen some hint of her or some reference made to her made about her in Rogue One, where she would have been highly active as we saw in Rebels? Yeah, because yeah. supposedly she and the Sabine. Same they showed that guy with the fake beard. In the, <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> 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 but it, it you know, but we gotta remember supposedly Ahsoka and Sabine are out looking for Ezra. And they yeah, were that right. after Return of the Jedi. But I thought they made reference that they were out looking before that too. They need to make an animated show that takes place in the original trilogy timeline. With the subsequent and, and stories. Yeah, to fill in these little gaps. Because like if you here's the thing, if you go from 
from the end of Rebels Ahsoka to the Mandalorian Ahsoka, that's a big jump. Wow. I mean, I mean, you could explain it away in a line or two, I guess, but like that just seems like like an uphill battle. Like, just show us what happened. Like, I would love to see a show that like the first season is set on Hoth, and it's like showing because we got that now at the end of Clone Wars. Spoiler alert! See, and if they, we're assuming. If we're getting, I just realized, if we're getting Ahsoka for a Mandalorian as potentially Rosario Dawson, she's going to be too old for the age Ahsoka should be. Because Ahsoka at this point in time should be in her mid twenties. No, she'd be uh, no, old. She'd much be way older than that. She'd be yeah, thirty-five, forty, right? Yeah, yeah. Or more because you got to think she was seventeen at the um, at episode three uh, Mandalorian timeline. You're almost thirty years later. Yeah, yeah, she'd be thirty-five, forty. So she'd 50. be almost fifty. Mm-hmm. Rosario Dawson's about we don't that, know, right? I mean, we don't know how Togruden's yeah. uh, age, but she'd be uh, yeah, almost in her fifties. She's gonna be like forty-one, right? You gotta remember, she was seventeen at the. Um, um, approximately 17 in episode 3, 20 years to episode 4, and okay. another 10 yeah, yeah. to the DeLorean. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Okay. So she had been almost 40 in Rebels. I'll chalk it up um, to, the vi- to the virus that shall remain nameless. <laughs> well, one thing we got to remember is like recounting some of this other stuff in there and around the edges. If you actually look, especially at the original trilogy, the sequel trilogy is blatant about it, um, that we've only seen uh, like three hours of these people's lives. Yeah. Because in, in A New Hope, that takes place over less than a week's time. Right. Uh, Empire's probably about the maybe uh, maybe a couple of months because of the um, travel through the uh, asteroid belts and stuff. But you only see little bits of each of these things with Luke's training and all that. Um, Jedi, that's two or three days. And then the entire sequel trilogy takes place. The first two movies is over like a three day period. And the second movie or the last movie is uh, maybe two weeks. No, it's I thought that said two to five years later. Yes, but the the actual time frame. Oh, time frame about, in it. Yeah, it's about maybe two weeks. So we see less than a month of time in this entire struggle. So there's a lot of stories out there that don't have anything have anything to do with the, what we've seen. Oh yeah. Yeah, the timeline's always been has been is has been weird because like they just I mean they they have official timelines but like yeah I've always thought that like when in Empire Strikes Back when they were going through hyperspace that took like a long time it just seemed like it did I don't, I don't that could be like being watching that as a kid but it always yeah. seemed like that was longer than like you know a fifteen minute. Trip. <laughs> I think it's been reinterpreted for the during, for the sequel trilogies that it's almost instantaneous. Yeah, right. Just to make it the movies move on farther or something. And then you, then then you have seven and eight, which are basically one long movie, which yeah. really takes place over like mm. a week, a three or four day maybe. period. <laughs> yeah, it's. That was I. I don't know about you guys, but I love the sequel trilogy, and I love the Last Jedi. The Last Jedi is my favorite movie of the three. Um, it's my second favorite Star Wars movie of all time. I love it. I will not apologize for loving it. I love it. I love I the last. I love the Last Jedi. I wouldn't say it was my second favorite, but I do love it. I did. It, I really did enjoy it. For me, it goes um, Return of the Jedi is my number one, and then Last Jedi is number two, and then it goes five. Four, three, one, two. No, sorry. Three. No, hang on. It goes six, seven, six, eight, five, seven, four, three, one, two. Um, I love it. I just, but I think that the, the, they did make a mistake making those movies flow into each other. Sure. Because you limit yourself with the time period now. So not anything that you can't like, there isn't a further gap in, in between those movies where you can tell other stories. It's, you know, real time, essentially. I mean, 
you literally see them evacuating Dakar and then Ray giving lightsaber to Luke, and it doesn't end much past that. So yeah, well, see, and I even um, when it comes to Last Jedi, we talked about this when Last Jedi came out. That um, I can I make the argument that. What Luke Skywalker, what we see in The Last Jedi is true to form with what we've seen of Luke Skywalker. 100%. I think it's the yep. most Jedi thing that could have possibly have been done. Not even Jedi, just with yeah. him like that and running. And, um, is, he's always done stuff like been afraid. He's always worked out of fear. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. The whole, the whole reason he leaves Dagobah and Empire Strikes Back is because he's scared his friends are going to get killed. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's see. And he, he he started he started a Jedi Academy by himself, tried to train his nephew and ended up turning him to the dark side. That's gotta that's gotta weigh on you a bit. Yeah. Especially when you find out your dad is Darth Vader. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's going to scar anyone. I mean, we oh, are, yeah. I, I, we've had this we've had this discussion on our podcast a gang of times. And I'm like, imagine and uh, people might get upset by this, but like imagine your dad is Hitler and you find out that your nephew that you're trying to make him not like turns out to have Hitler like tendencies. You would you would disappear, too. I mean, like you would you would bail. I mean, and you would have the same thoughts that Luke did. Like, should I just end this now before this gets out of hand? But he, the fact that to me, the fact that he he felt those feelings about Ben and just continued to like was just going to let it go. It shows like how compassionate Luke Skywalker is yeah. and, right. well, and how he was trying to make a change in himself to not be like that. When, when, um, when I was at work, you know, the debate with last Jedi has always been with Luke is how they, they made him a wuss and it's not a oh, wuss, man. It's not a wuss thing. It's you know, and, and why, you know, yeah. he was such a, a, um, a kick butt guy in the original trilogy now he he's just a, a pushover. Yeah. Like we're talking about the same kid that was upset about not being able to go to Tashi Station to pick up some uh, converters. Yeah. He wasn't like, just like he was leading yeah. man. I mean, he he was this flawed kid. I mean, I I never understood that argument. I think people project more on the Luke Skywalker than we got from Luke Skywalker. Yeah, definitely. It, I, it, I think the same argument you have for Boba Fett. You see a lot more of what you want yeah. to see in character, not what you want to see. Right. Yeah, right. And even in Return of the Jedi, Luke's my favorite. Luke, even in Return of the Jedi, Luke almost, there was a moment or two where he started going to the dark side a little. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's why he's, and the writing-wise, that's why he's wore black the whole time, because you weren't sure if he was going to mm. change or not. That was the whole point of him wearing black in Return of the Jedi. Yep. Right. So. Uh, where can people find you and your show online? You can find me on Twitter at Jedi Talk Podcast. You can find Evan on Twitter at Evan T. Boucher. Um, and the podcast is available anywhere you get podcasts. So just Google it and, and type a Jedi Talk Podcast, and then you can find it. You'll hear me ranting about how great Last Jedi is. Awesome. Well, I guess give you a chance to turn the tables on us for a quick question before we wrap it up. So I'll let you shoot. Okay. The only one I have, it's an ongoing debate between me and Evan. And this will finally, I will say whatever you guys decide is how I will start saying it from now on. Is it at-at or A-T-A-T? At-at. 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 Evan, you're wrong. Thank you. Three to zero. It's at-at, sir. Well, <laughs> and, throw, and throw in there, too, Pablo Hidalgo. 
a couple years ago on Twitter said it's ad at like hat hat, not ATAT. Even though yes, the chicken walker is the ATST and everything else, this has always been called the ad at. Oh, thank God. You guys are see, I knew I knew we'd get along. I knew we'd get along. And then we can <laughs> prove Evan wrong. I'm gonna show him this clip and I'm gonna tell him he's wrong and we are right. See if Evan decided yes. to come on the show yeah. instead we'll of going to up. Disney Springs. Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> where he where he's sitting there wearing I hurt some feelings. Don't get me started about him being at Disney Springs. <laughs> hey, there's not much there for him to see anyway. Right. What are you gonna look at the empty Coke store? How exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Siri, you know, is what only third party stores that are open there. And yeah. uh on that third party, only a third of them are open. It's a third of a third. Yeah. A third of the third. So, well, thank you for joining us this week. It was a blast. Oh, man, thank you. I, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. If you guys want to do this again, let me know. I'd, I'd be down for it. Excellent. Um, Ken, Derek, any final thoughts? Not for this week. I think we covered it a lot. I think so. Well, there's only one thing left to be said. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jets, I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2! Han Solo, I'm Captain of the Millennium Falcon.